Welcome to the New Heights Show on Education. I'm Pamela Clark, founder and director of the New Heights Educational Group. And I'm here with David Smith, the founder of Silicon Valley High School, who has helped us get these podcasts produced and delivered to you. Yes, Pamela, when we saw the great things that you and your army of volunteers were achieving at New Heights, we wanted to get involved. We're happy to work with you to leverage the internet and make quality education accessible and affordable to everyone, everywhere. Thank you, David. We appreciate Silicon Valley High School helping us to get these podcasts out to the hundreds of thousands of listeners from all over the world. So I hope you enjoy the show. Good evening, friends. This is Victoria Lowry with a new Heights show on education, broadcasting from Venice Beach, California tonight. That is very special, especially particularly special to me because of my co-host tonight. She is 25 years old, and she's going to help us completely explore this subject of life after high school. This is such a huge time of transition for junior high students and high school students and college students as well. Right now, you might be struggling through your classes or even failing them. You might be worried that you may not finish high school. There might have even been a thought that you may not be smart enough. Well, the New Heights Educational Group begs to differ. We not only think you are smart enough, but with our help, you will complete your high school diploma. The New Heights Educational Group strives to improve your academic success through its tutoring services. To learn more, please visit newheightseducation.org and contact us. New Heights Educational Group educational resources to help reach your goals. What's it about? What can we do looking back? What was really important? What wasn't? How can parents help out? So here she is, my co-host and my daughter, Alexa Lowry. Hey, everybody. I'm Alexa. Nice to meet you. So glad you're here. So glad I'm here. Yay. So, okay, so let's just start with right where we are. Can you paint a picture in words of this place where we are and tell us how long you've been here and so why are we in this location? So about two years ago, I moved to Los Angeles, California after graduating from the Ohio State University. And right now in this very moment, we are in my little beach bungalow house in Venice Beach right on the ocean. Um, just moved here pretty recently, a couple weeks ago, and it's it's been amazing. Love living here. So it's been your goal to get on near the beach, and it took you the two years to get here, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, pretty much my whole life I said that one day I would live on the ocean, and after two, years of, yeah, after two years of living out in Los Angeles, I finally, finally made my way uh, as far west as possible. <laughs> okay, so what are you doing out here? And why did you come all the way out here and leave me in Ohio? <laughs> <laughs> well, like, like many people who work in the entertainment industry, I came out here to pursue my dreams. Um, I graduated from the Ohio State University with a, I was a theater major and a dance minor. And my whole life, I've just been super passionate about acting, and I love this industry. Um, and now I, I have a job working at a commercial casting agency in Hollywood. I am a casting associate for Allison Horn Casting, and uh, we cast all of the big national commercials that you see on TV, like Wendy's, Target, Honda, Verizon, Samsung, 
all the different kind of uh, big production companies like that. Um, and then I also have an agent who helps me to get acting and modeling gigs. Uh, they help me get auditions, and then I, you know, I go to the auditions, and hopefully I book. That's the that's the idea. Okay, so it sounds like you're on track now, and you you you've kind of figured out how to do this thing out here that you're doing. But let's go back, and you said you've always been passionate about acting, and that's true. But did you did did you always know that you wanted to do this as a career? So let's go back to the first job that you thought you wanted to do as a little girl. Well, well as a little girl, I had. <laughs> I had a really big um, passion. I was a really big lover. You know, I had two younger sisters, and we grew up with lots of animals, and I kind of always saw myself as Dr. Alexa. I was always helping everybody who was wounded or injured and, you know, playing doctor on all my dolls and things like that. And, and, you know, even when I started college at Ohio State, I I started as a pre-med major with a theater minor just because, a lot of people told me, like, you know, you should go into the medical field. It's a stable career, and you'll always have job security and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so I, I listened to everybody else around me, and I, I attempted to start, you know, college as a pre-med student, and I, I just wasn't happy. Mm-hmm. I wasn't happy at all. And if you look back at my track record of, of the things that I've done in my life, you know, I got involved at, in community theater at age, you know, seven, started doing pageants and dance classes and, you know, uh, went to my first modeling school at age 16 and went to um, Barbizon Modeling School in Akron, Ohio. And I kind of always have had a, a passion in, in acting and modeling. And But I always kind of thought it was a hobby, you know. It, it seems like it's a very far, far-fetched career choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's hard. It's very hard. But, you know, if, if you put your mind to it and, and you, you give it your all, it, it is possible. Mm-hmm. So even coming out of high school, though, and that's the time when I think juniors and seniors especially, they probably get asked over and over again, so what are you going to do after high school? What are you going to do after high school? And, and maybe they get frustrated hearing that question because mm-hmm. um, sometimes it feels, I think, that you have to decide the rest of your life when you're 17 or 18, and maybe that question gets frustrating for some people if they don't really know what they want to do the rest of their life. And um, I don't know, go back to that time and talk a little bit more about that. Did you? I mean, you kind of had a plan, but yet you felt kind of pressured to go a certain direction that mm-hmm. really wasn't the, way, the one you ended up in. Yeah. Um, it, it was a very stressful time. I mean, I remember I always knew that I wanted to further my education after high school and go to college, which, that's, you know, is not for everybody, but I always excelled in school, and, I, and I, I love it. So that was always my plan was definitely to go to college. And I remember having to take all the SATs and all your college applications and, you know, trying to figure out which college was going to give you the most scholarship money and, you know, and which one all your friends were going to and, you know, where you were going to sit in the most and that kind of thing. And it's a lot of pressure. And just like I said, I mean, I changed my major. Mm-hmm. I didn't, you know, it's, it's a very common thing to do because, you know, at, at 18 years old, it's really hard to know what you want to do for the rest of your entire life. Right. It's a big decision. 
And I think it I think it feels like sometimes it feels like that's what you're deciding is the rest of your life. But in reality, it, and it can maybe take some pressure off some students that are thinking that way, that throughout life statistics show that people change their careers five to seven times. Mm-hmm. I, I always find it so interesting where people start out in their degree in college and then where they actually end up. And mm-hmm. all the time I hear stories of someone who studied history and they're a politician or they studied science and now they're a computer tech person. And I just hear it all the time. And so it doesn't necessarily lock you into one specific thing. If you start somewhere, you can always alter your course. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's your life, and you choose your own path. So I guess one piece of advice I would give is, you know, not to take it so seriously. You know, you can take it with a bit of a more light heart and know that nothing is concrete and nothing is for sure. And sometimes you just have to get out there and try different things. Like for me, I I did several different internships, where I wasn't getting paid, but I was. Um, you talking about during high school, or yeah, during the um, yeah, well, both during high school and during college and after college, I've done internships. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember during college, I did an internship at the Columbus Children's Theater, where I was helping to teach acting classes and doing some administrative work and things like that with um, the, uh, the the children and the students at school. And uh, just then just most recently out here in L.A., before I got my casting job, I did an internship at Mormon Bowling Casting um, for a few months where, you know, it was unpaid, but I was shadowing the casting directors and watching their every moves and learning everything they, they knew how to teach me. And after doing these internships is, is honestly when I really decided that this is the career path I wanted to take mm-hmm. because, you know, you're seeing day-to-day what you would be doing if you had a career in that in that place. So I think internships are a great thing to do, you know, classes, internships, or job shadowing, mm-hmm. things like that. I mean, if you have an interest in something, then get involved with it and, and see if you could really see yourself in a, in a life, you know, doing that. Yeah, I... I agree with you. I think that's great. And you may not have been getting a money paycheck, but Mm -hmm. if your paycheck was helping you decide what is most important for you to do in your life Mm -hmm. and know what you're really passionate about and help weed some careers out, that, I think that's a huge paycheck. And it, it all knowledge is power. Knowledge is worth just as much as money. <laughs> yeah, I, I do think so. I do. I think I really do. So you can put on your resume too, right? Those kind of things can also put on your resume. Of course. Because a hard thing is getting experience. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the hardest part is just getting your foot in the door. Exactly. And those kind of things are excellent ways to show professional experience. And you can, you can prove yourself, prove yourself that you have the the good work ethic, you show up to work on time. Mm -hmm. And you probably make connections, too. Talk about the type of connections you might have made in doing those things. So absolutely. I mean, if you're you're involved in that, in a a certain industry, and you're you're seeing the people who, you know, work there every single day, then they're going to recognize if you're working hard and you're showing up on time and, you know, you're you're putting your best foot forward and they're going to refer you to other people, like, Places I've done internships at, I can I can go back and give those people a call anytime, and they'll give me a referral because they they saw that I had a good work ethic and 
I'm very passionate. That is so great. And that is the biggest thing because employers want to know that they can trust who they're inviting into their space to have Mm -hmm. influence in their business. And, you know, they'll take, they need all that stuff to give them assurance that you're okay and help open that next door for you. Absolutely. So so let's go back and talk about other activities that you did in high school and, or even if there were activities that you didn't do and how you think those kind of things, how do you think those weigh out in the importance of, of overall preparing you not only for the next step, but also just preparing you for life in general. You know, like you said, college is not every for everyone, but uh, for whatever that next step is after college. How do things like, for example, sports? Mm-hmm. You did some sports. Yeah, I, uh, I played basketball. I did swimming, did track for a little bit. Um, yeah, definitely did dance and gymnastics, too. Um, and sports are awesome. They keep keep you fit and healthy and busy. And you know, you go to meets. You meet people from other schools who have the same interests as you. And you know, sports are an awesome way to stay active and to be involved in your community and your school and that kind of thing. Um, but for me, I came to the point where I kind of had to make a decision between mm-hmm. sports and show choir and musical theater because I couldn't do both musical theater and basketball. Happened during the same season. That was a brutal choice. I tried to do both for one year where I was literally halfway leaving through a basketball game to go to a a show choir practice, and it just didn't work out. And it came to the point where I had to make a decision, and I I didn't see myself being a professional athlete the rest of my life. Um, So I I decided to focus on show choir and musical theater because I, I did see myself having a career in those areas. And I think that was the best choice for me because... You know, if you if you try to do a million different things, you you narrow your focus, mm-hmm. and you're not exerting your your full energy into one area, and it kind of thins you out, and you're not able to really apply yourself fully. So I guess some you know advice I would give is for those people who try to be involved in everything and you know be in a million different clubs and organizations, um, maybe just try to narrow your focus a bit and choose the ones that you feel like you really connect with and could potentially help you for your your life and your future. Mm -hmm. Would you say that those activities kind of actually help you find what things you're best at and narrow down, yeah, you know, what you want to do? Absolutely. you know, I I ended up getting choir and theater scholarships in college because, you know, I that's the area I excelled in. I I was very good at musical theater, and you know, I was I was booking lead roles my freshman year in high school, and and when I I noticed that that was the area I was excelling in most versus basketball, where I, I wasn't necessarily the, the starting five, you know, maybe the sixth member, or something that would get, get off the bench. But, um, you know, so once I realized that I, where I excelled at and where I performed best, then that's when I really decided to focus more in uh, musical theater and, and you know, career towards acting. Mm-hmm. Are you able to look back at this point and, and think how some of those activities might have affected soft skills, for example, like confidence and networking and management and skills and negotiating, those kind of things, do you think that those activities helped you with those types of skills? Oh, absolutely. Theater has taught me how to be a public speaker. Um, It's given me tons of social skills. 
you know, it taught me how to be confident in front of a large crowd, um, how to capture the uh, the audience's attention, that kind of thing. Um, so it's, you know, it, it's it's been really beneficial for my life. This podcast is brought to you by Silicon Valley High School, the world's fastest growing, video-based, self-paced, teacher-supported, fully accredited online school that's recommended by more than 96% of students. Take individual courses at just $95 each or earn your high school diploma at any age. Check us out at svhs.co. So I want to go ahead and totally switch switch subjects on you because this is something that uh, a lot of it, this didn't happen when I came out of high school, and in a way I wish it had, but we're going to talk about gap years. So it wasn't fashionable. It wasn't really totally that fashionable yet, even when you came out of high school. You're 25. It definitely wasn't fashion when I came out of high school. Do you mean gap years by people taking time off between college and high school? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Taking a year off before they go to college. Yeah. And just finding themselves doing working, traveling, doing whatever they do. When I came out of high school, there was significant pressure to go straight to school. And everybody's belief was, the prevalent theory was that if you don't go right away, you won't go. So there was a lot of pressure for us to go right away or else we never would because then you get working and and you'll never go back. So that was what everybody believed. But people look at it differently now. I mean, I feel like there's many different routes you can take. Um, I had friends who joined the military for four years and did the armed services and, you know, went to boot camp training and traveled around and did their four years in the military. And then after that, they chose to start their college career after four years of being in the military. Mm-hmm. And the military helped pay for their college, which right. was a great, you know, that was a great path for, oh. for people like that who – who went that route. So, you know, that could be an option or, or sometimes people just feel, you know, like they've got this freedom. I'm done with school. I'm 18. Like I need this year to go travel or do a mission trip or party or, you know, whatever it is, get it out of your system, that kind of thing. Um, But you do run the risk of getting distracted by your travel, by your everyday life. And, you know, or, or maybe somebody would take a year off of school and then find their, find a good job that they didn't necessarily need college for, and, and then they just started work right away. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's different for everybody, but I think if you have any inkling or any desire to go to college after high school, I would suggest doing it right away. Maybe really? take a summer off, take a few months off and do your traveling and, and your fun stuff, but get started with college in the fall because well, it is it hard. Is. Well, I also, I know a lot of people, I have a lot of friends who who always say, like, oh, I wish I would have gone to college right after school. And really? here, here they are, 25 years old now, and they've never done a day of college in their life because they just got caught up in the work world. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And, and, sometimes, and it's expensive. And there's a lot of things you have to do to get into college, you know, filling out your FAFSA for financial aid and um, just being in a focused environment, like that kind of thing. And, and a lot of people are already done with school by the time they're 25 and and you know, so if you're that person who chose not to go right to college, then you're not really surrounded by people who are in college anymore, and you're probably not going to be as inclined to start right then and there. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody's life choice is different. Um, you know, I 
there's there's single mothers who never went to college, and then once their kids got old enough, then they decided to go back then when they were in their 30s or 40s. Mm-hmm. And most of them say it's really hard, and they can only go part-time, like a few few hours a week, or they have to do it online because they're so busy because they have to work and, mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. So it's, I would say it's definitely a, a bit harder and takes more discipline if you wait. Mm-hmm. Um but it's not impossible. Yeah. It's, just, it's just a matter of deciding what route you want to take. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I, knowing that we were going to talk about gap years a little bit, I did a little research because I was curious how many students actually do go back to school after they've taken a gap year. Oh, yeah. What the statistics were. Did you know there's actually such a thing as an American Gap Association? What? <laughs> <laughs> so these are where I came up with my statistics. And um, you know, I don't. I really don't know a lot about them to tell you the truth and where their plant might be. But their statistics were a little bit surprising. And one thing to start out with is that they say that students who do go to school after a year of having one gap year, the percentage is the same as people who went there straight from college. Interesting. The same. Yeah. And another thing that I thought was really interesting is that they said the gap year has a significant positive impact on grades, ah. particularly for the students that were at the lower end of the grade scale. Mm. For them to have a year off actually helped them to perform better once they did go. Interesting. Yeah. And, in fact, in the United States and in the United Kingdom as well, Students who had taken a gap year were more likely to graduate with a higher GPA than identical individuals who went straight to college. Hmm. So I don't know. I don't know. There's some interesting facts from the American Gap Association. Yeah, that is interesting. I mean, I guess I could see how taking a year off, um, you know, you, you probably miss school. At least I know I do ever since I've graduated. Mm-hmm. So maybe that would make somebody more inclined to really put their best foot forward and study and hit the books really hard. Mm-hmm. So I could see how taking a year off would increase your GPA. And maybe it's like you said. You know, I think I think what we keep pointing at is that it's not a one-size-fits-all. Fits all. Yeah. It's not a cookie-cutter situation. Each individual has their own unique talents. They're at their own place along the spectrum of figuring out what it is that they really want to do. Mm -hmm. So there's just no one thing that you should do this or you should do that. You really have to follow your journey and find your specific route. No two paths are alike. Everybody has their own very unique path. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's, Mm -hmm. that's wonderful. I want to ask your opinion on one more thing. Our time is winding down, but I want to get this in because we should have a lot of parents listening too. And as a student who has recently graduated, it hasn't been that long, but long enough for you to look back and have a little perspective. Two years since graduation for me. From college, Mm -hmm. yeah. But um, speak to parents of high school students and college students and middle students middle high school students as well, 
how do you think that parents can best support their children through that time? Because it's such a huge transitional time, and there's so much going on, the influences of drugs and alcohol and peers and finding yourself and maturing and one leg in childhood and one leg in adulthood. How can, how can parents best be there for their children in that stage? Um, well, that's, that's a big question, um, but I, I just think parents should be supportive of their children no matter what they decide. You know, don't don't pressure your child to go in the direction that you think is best for them. Just be supportive as to what they want to do. Let, let them make the decisions, but, you know, encourage them to also do the right thing. You know, it's, it's important to get good grades and to surround yourself with good friends and to be involved in activities. You know, all of those things are going to shape your personality and your, your tool set for your life. So, you know, if, if your child's having social problems or things like that, like, you know, get them into a club, get them in, into an organization where they can make friends. Or if your child is struggling with obesity or, or, or weight problems, you know, maybe help encourage them to get involved in a sport and to be more active, that kind of thing. Or, you know, if, you're, if your child excels really well in school and, and you, they value education, then by all means, help them to get to college. Help them with their financial aid. Make sure they're living in a safe place. You know, get, get them into a dorm their freshman year so they can be surrounded by a community of other students who are, you know, doing the same thing that they are. And I think being supportive is honestly the number one thing you can do for your child. Mm-hmm. I used to uh, judge a lot of local little beauty pageants and stuff. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> right, and I... I did my own personal survey that made it more interesting for me. I mean, I always enjoyed really meeting the kids. They were so great. But it was my own private little survey, and I often asked kids the same question everywhere I went. And it was, what did your parents do for you that made you who you are today? What was the biggest thing that they did? And what do you think they invariably said? supported my decisions. Always. (laughs) There's always some version of that. That was the most, that was the by far number one thing that all students said, and it's just support. Mm -hmm. You know, it's really just a matter of support, and I heard that over and over, uh, worded every which kind of way that it could be worded, that that just being there and helping them, knowing that that they have that base to stand on. Mm -hmm. You've always got a soft place to fall. You've got someone that's on your team. Exactly. You know, you don't have to be a certain thing because you don't even know totally who you are yet. Mm -hmm. You're trying to figure that out. But if you've got someone there that's holding your hand and they're on your side and they're helping you try to figure it out too, well, that feels a lot better. Yeah, it's a much more conducive environment. <laughs> sure, is. sure is. So you have graciously, I appreciate you covering all this with us. I really, really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. So that's pretty much it for us, Melissa. Awesome. Thank you so much. Of course. Thank you for having me. It's been uh, fun. That's great. So people, we might have to go hit the beach now. <laughs> <laughs> But do come back because I will be here next week. I won't have Alexa. You don't have me. But I will be back next week broadcasting from Ohio. 
Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us. Everybody have a great rest of your day. Yes, enjoy your evening. Take some time to walk outside. It's beautiful in Ohio, and and then the whole Midwest right now, too. Summertime. (laughs) You enjoy. Have a good evening. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Don't forget to rate us and follow us on your podcast player. Check out our show page, radio.newheightseducation.org, for monthly announcements and other happenings.